Hello. Good evening. Welcome. Good morning. Good, Good. day. <laughs> I'm glad that you figured it out. Um, the pinging. Um, it's funny because you just got a new phone and figuring it out is a challenge. Just like with getting anything new, there are challenges. There are challenges. I'm an Androider all the way through and through. <laughs> and I... Over. You went to the dark side? I went to the hive. I joined the hive. That's what I told the guy at the store. I was like, I'm part of the hive now. And he just was like, okay. I think he was a little too young to get my humor or something. But anyways, yeah, I'm part of the hive. I'm an, an, an I Apple thing person. Okay. Somehow. It's fine. I will never cross over to that dark side. I don't recommend it. I don't like it. I, it's fine. I'm not gonna. Don't you wear your pretty little head about it. Um, so we did take a little bit longer. We did. Um, uh, we did three weeks. We did because I went to Yellowstone. Yes. I needed an epic adventure. Nice. I needed an epic adventure and it was beautiful. That's fantastic. And epic and amazing and there are not words that I could use to describe my experience at Yellowstone. I just recommend you like nature not even if you love nature if you're kind of fond of nature go to Yellowstone okay it's amazing life-changing all right well you took like a road trip and you did a lot of things like it wasn't just Yellowstone right yeah went up to Fort Collins nice stayed there then drove up to Yellowstone through the Grand Tetons mm -hmm. did some camping stayed in Yellowstone for a week and then drove back through Idaho and Utah ended up in my favorite place which is Moab awesome did uh, a night of camping there and then half the day in the Arches Park and then came home were there a lot of humans out they were not. There okay. were humans, and there were not a lot. But certainly different from any July, any other time. Yes, all the locals were saying like, oh, yeah, the buses aren't even running in, and the lodges aren't open at the site, and yeah, this is, they're like, this is the perfect time to go because nobody's in the park. Awesome. And I was like, no, there's lots of people, but took precautions, wore masks. Were other people wearing masks? Some were, and some weren't. Okay. I did, because I know what I need to do to keep me safe and healthy and sure. all the things. That's awesome. So, it was spectacular. Good. I'm so glad you had a good time. I had a great time. That's awesome. Because then I got to roll back into work on Monday. <laughs> Woo! Vacation's over. Back to the grindstone. Summer break is over. Okay. I'm ready. Right? I'm ready for it. It's it's going to look different than it looked last end of July. Oh, yeah. Okay. That, yeah, definitely different than last year, for sure. Getting up and going, but figuring it out, resiliency is important. Awesome. Well, I love that you brought up resiliency because today we are going to talk about um, some things. Before we get started, I do want to kind of plug some things. Um, so Kat and I had our one-year anniversary last podcast. So awesome. <laughs> And it was awesome to recognize what we've been able to create mm -hmm. in a year and all the things we've been able to talk about. Um, the other kind of awesome news is you guys really like our sex podcasts. Yeah, you do. We could just talk to you dirty all the time. Get some sexy on. Right. And so we, we definitely will be talking about that. We do recognize that certainly BDSM is like the, the far-reaching... Um, next level shit like it's oh, not it was. it's it not was like amazing. but it was it was really awesome and so, so great. super grateful for everyone who took an opportunity to listen to that um and super grateful to nick um but we have set new goals yep 
And we've talked about goal setting before and how you and I do that. Yep. Um, and so we want to employ our listeners to help us with our goals. Um, if you enjoy what you are listening to, if you think that the quality and, and information that we put out is important and vital to you, what we are going to ask is that you share that with people you love and care about. Absolutely. And if you could, if you're not already following us on Instagram, uh, please do. It's X to the Zennial underscore podcast on Instagram. If you're following the Luna X2, please go and follow uh, the Instagram, uh, the podcast one. Oh, I do put up different content. I don't put the same content on anything. Um, but also share it with the people that you love. Share it with the people that would value and, and get value from the information. Uh, because we definitely want to grow. Absolutely. Uh, now that Kat is an iPhone user... Um, she is going to work on getting us on iTunes. Yep, we're already on Spotify. Yep. We're on Podbean. Next steps, iTunes. Absolutely. I am also going to work on putting um, the podcasts available on my website, which I have to figure out, but I will. Um, but that's part of our goals for this year is to grow. Mm -hmm. um, the other goal that we have set for ourselves is to have more guests because that was a whole lot of fun. That was so much fun. And to talk more about the things that you want to hear about. Absolutely. Part of the reason we, we started the podcast was to um, be able to talk about the things that we always talk about and share that with, with our listeners. Absolutely. And so what we need now, because we've not gone through all of the topics that we had set aside, but what we want to do is kind of tailor it to our listeners. Absolutely. We're noticing you like the sex talks. What yes. else do you like? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And so I've reached out and clients have reached out to me, people that have listened, all the things about the things that we can talk about uh, from our, our lens and our experience, but also um, from our clinical and professional lens. Absolutely. Because what we like to do and when people ask, you know, what's your podcast about? Often what I say is like, it's me and Kat talking. Mm -hmm. About things that we talk about anyway. Right. But then also using that mental health perspective. Absolutely. And so that's what we're asking. We're asking our listeners who are awesome and amazing and consistent. We are asking you that if you enjoy what you're listening to, definitely share it with people so that we continue to grow. And not that I, I mean, we had talked about like wanting to be as awesome as Joe Rogan. Um, I don't think it's ever been our goal to be like super fantastic. This is not going to be our job. Right. We do not want to make money at this, no. but we do want to share valuable information. And so if you have loved ones or people you care about, or even just people you like, yeah. and you want to share our information with them, we would love that. That'd be we so would tremendous. love to grow. Absolutely. Tremendous. I mean, from, from zero and starting at nothing, we have done something incredible. Absolutely. And we are incredibly proud of ourselves. We're incredibly proud of you, our listeners, for listening. Absolutely. Um, and for having the willingness to have your own conversations and listening to our conversation. Yes. So, that being said, um, today I want to talk about uh, three concepts. And, you know, kind of like we always do, it'll just be you and I talking about it. Yep. Uh, but one of the things that's definitely come up in sessions and with clients is this concept of letting go. It's very difficult when we have created expectations and those don't work out mm -hmm. to let go. Um, within that, there is the concept of failure. Mm -hmm. And 
I think certainly in our society and, and definitely as adults, we have an expectation that when we set a goal, we should just meet it. Right. <laughs> and you and I are very much perfectionists in that way. Yep. And certainly when we were younger, we were not taught, I know for myself, I was not taught that failure was an option. Yeah, that wasn't acceptable in my household. Right. Like you are on point or you're you, in trouble. Yeah, or you suck, basically. You're, you're a degenerate. <laughs> and, and that's, I think, what, what a lot of people are taught. Mm-hmm. I know that myself as a mother, when I was younger and when I was just getting started, I had that very same idea. And I was, and my daughter can attest to this, a fucking asshole. <laughs> I held her to a very high standard and, and I know now and she's aware of it too that that high standard came from already seeing myself as a failure. Being a mother at right. 20 was not my goal. It was not in the plan. It was certainly something that was unexpected. Yeah. And I had to let go of the idea of, you know, being a college graduate and doing all these things. Yes, I did them later, but that first feeling of failure was devastating. Was it epic? It was pretty epic. Yeah. Um, because I, I remember internalizing that getting pregnant was a mistake. Mm-hmm. And not that my daughter was a mistake, but that I had made a mistake. Mm-hmm. Thereby I failed. Right. Had I been taught that failure is actually part of learning and being successful. It's part of growth. Absolutely. I probably would have done that differently. Right. But... That wasn't what I was taught. Right. What I was taught was you be the best or you suck. There is no second place. Right. What I know today is there are so many places that as long as you fucking try, even if you fail, you've already won. Exactly. Because you're trying. You're putting forth an effort. Absolutely. You're working towards it. And you put your best. As long as you put your best forward. Yeah. You know, whatever the outcome is, we can never predict it's very, you know, you put all these things and you're working towards this goal. Every day is unpredictable. Something will happen. Something happens. Something You can't control that situation. Right. And I think now in the time of COVID and certainly with everything that's happening, there are a lot of expectations that are being unmet. Yes. And the concept of having to let go of that dream, that goal, that, you know, expectation yeah. is coming to the fore with all, like all of us. Yeah. You had said something earlier um, that your mom was asking you for a plan for, you know, six months or a year from now. And what you said was, I don't know what the fuck is going to happen tomorrow. I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. I can't make that kind of commitment and I can't make that kind of plan because I've come to a nice place of acceptance yep. of every day is changing mm-hmm. and this might be great and work out and I can get on an airplane today and then tomorrow, no, you've got another $600 in airplane vouchers. Well, Your flight has been canceled. Exactly. So you had talked about going to, um, where were you going? Ecuador, San... Uh, I don't even remember. Anymore. Somewhere the in the Dominican Republic. Republic. That's I'm all... I was like, you were going somewhere. Where was it? Um, and so we had had this plan, right? right? Like, we had talked about it. I think I talked about um, UNM and, and um, getting my PhD and applying for, yeah. you know, postgrad. And that didn't work out. Right. And so what you and I have also leaned into is sometimes and most times it's not our plan. Right. We may have goals 
And we, you and I do really great at meeting them. Yeah. But what people don't often see is there have been several runs at that goal. Right. And several changes. And modifications. Yes. And flexibilities that are made and being malleable to the whole process of achieving the goal. Right. Being okay and being formidable enough to be like, okay, I'm still on my way to my goal. It's just not going to look the way I thought it was going to look when I planned it, when I set the goal, made the plan, being formidable to that. And so oftentimes now when I talk to clients about setting a goal, Mm -hmm. it's less about the end results, but more about the feeling. Mm -hmm. I do that for a reason because I do that with myself, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Part of how I even came to manifest and create my business was not like, I want to have a business. I want to have an office in Uptown. I want to see this many clients. I want to do these things. What I actually wrote down was, I want to be financially independent. Mm -hmm. I want to make a difference in people's lives. And I want to have autonomy on my schedule. Nice. Those are actual feelings that I wanted. And those were my goals. Definitely different than, I want my daughter to go to Harvard. Like, <laughs> you know, I not that I ever wanted my daughter to go to Harvard. What I wanted for her was to be successful. Mm-hmm. What I forgot or didn't have the concept of when she was young was success is not about what success for me is, right. but what success for her is. Or even that you wanted her to be happy. Right. And that, that came later. Yeah. But... Even as I look at my very successful child, yes. what I also recognize is nine times out of ten, she makes herself happy. Perfect. And she makes herself happy. Perfect. She does that for her. She does not anticipate or expect anybody else to do that for her. Right. And that is fucking huge. If that is the one thing that she got from being my child, I was successful. Perfect. Because... Her happiness, in as much as I love for her to be happy, is her responsibility. Mm-hmm. Just like my happiness is not on her yeah. or anyone else, it's yeah. on me. Yeah. And when you can really sit in that and recognize, okay, I have an expectation that I want to be successful, whatever right. that looks like. I have an expectation that I want to be autonomous and have you know, domain over my schedule. Right. <laughs> I want to be financially independent those are feelings that I know that I can achieve right. if I work hard and I fail. Right. Because you learn something. Absolutely. And then the goals didn't change, though. Well, no. The autonomy and work didn't change, but Absolutely. your pathway towards getting there did. Yes. And that's okay. But I had to let go of the idea of traditional success. Yes. I had to let go of the idea that I have to work for someone to make money. Right. I had to let go of the idea of financial security. Right. That's, that's a scary. Terrifying. That's so scary. I have that fear completely. I'm like, oh, I can't, I can't work for myself. I could. Right. Yes, I could. Yeah. Um, absolutely. But the, we've talked about that in, in terms of starting businesses and stuff. Right. And, I, and I've tried and I failed and yeah. I tried again and then I failed. And, and that's okay. Did I have fun doing it? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Did I learn stuff about starting a business? I did. Did I learn stuff about the community? I did. Did I learn stuff about how I handle failure now versus how I felt, ha- handled it when I was a kid? When I was a kid, I just go straight to like, 
anxiety, depression, tears. I'm in bad internal talk, bad yeah. internal dialogue, beat myself up. Like, you're not perfect. You're a fuck up. Right. Now, you know, my little shop thing, it didn't work out. I didn't really have time. It wasn't like how I, in my head, thought it was going to be. Yeah. Did I get myself in a space? Totally. Did I, like, have a good time doing it? I did while I briefly did it. Yeah. Was it for me? No, that's not the kind of business I want to own. But I also love that you allowed yourself the opportunity to try and the opportunity to fail. Yeah. Because how do we know something isn't for us until we fucking do it and it sucks? You can't, you can make the assumption. Right. Absolutely, you can make the assumption that that's the thing for you. It's almost like when I finished graduate school. Yeah. Okay, towards the end of graduate school, we all, as in my advisor, myself, and some of the people in my cohort, realized, like, Kat's not, like, a, wanting to do the mental health therapy so much. Sure. She's more, like, career solution-focused, more like, what's your problem? Let's find an answer. Yeah. But empathetic and kind and sure. resourceful and all the good things, right? Right. But community therapy was not your thing. Like, community counseling was not your jam. Not at the time. Yeah. Not at the time. Now, probably yes, after getting seasoned and getting more experience. But even so, I don't know. That's um, and that's And that's fair. But I don't remember why I was going on this. But at the end of graduate school, I do. At the end of graduate school, I graduated. And I was. everybody's like, oh my gosh, did you get a job yet? Did you get a job yet? In my cohort. And I'm like, no, I'm working at my mom's restaurant. Yeah. Because I'm trying to figure out what I want to do. Sure. And even those questions made me feel like kind of like weird. But at the bigger run, about six months after I graduated, I was like, I don't even think I want to be a therapist. I don't know why I did that. Okay. Flash forward almost, well, 10 years now. 10 years in 2020. Oh my gosh, I graduated 10 years ago. Had an epiphany. <laughs> um, this May, I've been, yeah, graduated for 10 years. Flash forward 10 years. I love that I did that. Yes. I took a different path to get to where I'm at, and I'm highly successful in what I did. Absolutely. And I just got chills because what I do to help people in the community with disabilities means more to me than I can even express. Absolutely. Like it's so amazing. And I think back to how upset I was that I felt like I made a bad decision and I didn't want to do that and this wasn't the right choice and I failed. I here I set this goal and I fucking busted my ass for this goal and I spent all this money on this goal and I just didn't like it because it didn't make me happy. Yes. But then you start working and I didn't work in mental health counseling. I worked as a community support person yep. working with kids and I was like, you know what? I love this. Yeah. I looked at school counseling and I was like, it's schedule changes. I don't want to do that. That's fair. Um, and then I went and worked as a contractor for the state and was like, I want to help people with the careers because, again, just when I graduated, that's what I loved and I'm passionate about helping people get into career fields and to progress and to meet their goals, Absolutely. you know, in the employment arena. And I loved that. And then I was like, you know what? I'm ready to take a next step. Let's combine the two. And then I found a state agency, DVR, that does that. And Absolutely. I was so good at what I did. Yep. And I was so happy. And I went to work every day knowing that I'm here to support somebody. Had I not gone to graduate school, I would have never gotten that job at DVR because Absolutely. I needed that master's. There you go. And I am a level two vocational rehabilitation counselor. I'm looking into testing for my, C for my CREC. But, yeah, you just don't. And you know. had to fail. I did. And you didn't even fail, but that's what it felt like. It felt like that until, oh my gosh, until I got, until I got to DVR. 
And I and want then, and I want you to really sit in that for a second. It's like a minute ago you just got full confirmation that everything that happened happened the way it was supposed to. Yeah. I tell clients that every day. And I was going to bring up the fact that you and I have a belief system that it's it's bigger than us, right? Mm-hmm. Like we are just vessels. Yep. And that there is a path that yep. is not always about what we want. Nope. And and there's a lot of ways to to define that, right? So like a lot of people are like, it's God's plan, blah, blah, blah. I don't necessarily ascribe to the idea of God, but I do ascribe to the idea of the universe and something bigger than me mm-hmm. has put me on this path. Mm-hmm. And it might have been me like a long time ago, several lifetimes ago, <laughs> to get to here. But right. that makes more sense. And when I surrender, which I don't do often, but when I do, I look back 47 years and go, everything that happened happened exactly the way it was supposed to. Exactly. It's lining you up. Even the things that you're doing that you don't feel like you're making strides towards your goal are lining you up towards that goal as long as you're putting that effort into it and you're maintaining what your goal and idea is. Yes. And it's not, that path is like a pile of spaghetti. Right. It's not linear. And it, you know, it can be for some people, but typically this achievement of goal is not a linear path. You have to think about it as a pile of spaghetti. And when you start to think about the concept of letting go, which is kind of where we started, is you have to be open to the fact that it's not going to work out the way you think it is. Yeah. When you can be flexible in the expectation and you don't hold on so tightly, there's nothing to let go of. But oftentimes when people have or create an expectation and it's so rigid and so firm i have an expectation that my input label here partner best friend mother boss boss but you know all of this if you put the expectation so rigidly on this human Mm -hmm. forgetting that they're a human right they're gonna disappoint you yeah because when you create an expectation that is inflexible You are going to fucking experience disappointment. And in that disappointment, because of being so rigid, you then are going to experience mental health. And that is significant. You're either going to have anxiety because you don't know what the future is going to look like, or you're going to have depression because it didn't work out the way you fucking thought it would. Yep. And that was where I lived, like I said, until I got to DVR. I lived in depression. Why did I spend that money? And anxiety of like, I don't know what the future is going to look like and I don't know what my job is going to be and who I am. And I don't know why, how I'm going to pay off these like epic student loans because I'm not working in the field that I went to, so I'm not pulling in great money. Right. But 10 years later. Right. Happy. Love it. It worked out how it was supposed to work out. It's perfect. It's beautiful. And I think, you know, when we, we talk a lot and we have talked a lot about our relationships, right? Mm -hmm. Both of us have marries, have marriages that did not work out. Yep. And we put a lot of expectation on those marriages. Mm-hmm. We put a lot of expectations on those people that we chose as our partners, yeah. thinking we could control all of this. Nope, it's a human being. You can't control them. <laughs> can't even control my house plants. They die on me. Well, I, I try. Do better, but it's you fine. You do, you're good. <laughs> but recognizing that when you have such rigid expectations, you will, you will invariably create disappointment. Absolutely. You will only break your own heart with your expectations. Mm-hmm. Now, that being said, it is totally okay to have them. Yes. As long as they are not rigid and firm such that you don't have the flexibility for failure and for changing them. 
And that's the thing is putting that expectation of change on other people. Yes. Going back to failed marriages. Someone Talk just on. asked me the other day, who's not married, who's younger, um, in a relationship. And, and they asked me, you know, so they said, since you're divorced, can I ask you a question? I was like, absolutely. Sure, yeah. I'm an open book. And they said, so um, when you get married, like, why do you think that marriages end? Like, why would this happen? And I looked at her and I said, because when you get married, you, I did, put an expectation that that other person will change. And I said, that's the worst thing you could ever do to your marriage. Yeah. So if you're not happy in your relationship, when you get married, that person's not going to change. If you have an expectation that bro's going to clean up the dishes or Missy Pooh's going to like dress sluttier or whatever it is, this expectation, and then they don't follow through on what you set as your expectation for them for them right then the marriage is going to not work absolutely you cannot go into it with expectations of that person being any different the day after you say i do well and it, there's an adage that says women expect men to change and men expect women never to change mm -hmm. and the reality is that it is our nature as as living creatures to yeah. change over time all like living evolve. creatures change over time it's true and that's all darwin said really he didn't say anything to refute the bible or he just said change happens over time yep that is my foundational principle of life i am not the same person i was a year ago i'm not the same person i was six months ago i'm not the same person i was like four weeks ago right it's being open to these changes and being able to be flexible and being able to navigate this world, this ever-changing world, and monitor your own expectations of what's going on. Because you can't control the external. I mean, you what we've learned in the last in six months is we have no control over fucking anything. Yep. I mean, truly, yeah. everything has turned completely upside down, and yet, here we are. Still alive, still thriving, still doing... Thankfully. Like, yes. I mean, at this point, you know, you said we were talking about you going to the Dominican. I had scheduled a vacation to go and see my sister in Tennessee. She doesn't listen to this, but she knows I'm going to talk about it. Um, I was going to go see her. I was ready to get on a plane. I was so fucking ready to get out of here. And I was, like, going to wear my PPE, and I was going to do all the things, and I was preparing for that. Yeah. Um, and she got COVID. That was not expected. No. Well, yes and no. I mean, she she's a paramedic. Like, she's a, okay. a, around she's a people. She's a higher risk, yeah. Yes. But, um, you know, she got sick, and I canceled my plans. Yep. And so, like you, I got, you know, vouchers for, for my flights and, and canceled my hotel and whatever, and it was fine. I ended up taking the four days off. I really enjoyed it. I had a good time. And that's the part of letting go. Yep. Like I had to let go of the expectation that I was going to be able to get a vacation because this is probably the longest I've gone without traveling. It's <laughs> so hard. But again, having that autonomy and having my yep. own financial freedom and all those things has given me the ability to travel because it's something I'm passionate about and I do. Yeah. But I also recognize that when I travel... I can't so rigidly hold on to what's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, I love a good itinerary. Don't get me wrong. Ooh. But I also love to have the freedom to change and move around. And that flexibility has come with time. I think letting go is just a hard 
thing. It took, I'm a perseverator, yep. deep thinker in my brain all the time. All the time. I struggle all the time with letting go. I'm so much better at it than yep. I was yesterday. Sure. And I'm so much better at it than I was previously, but it's still, it's hard to let go, especially if you're very like, if you have the anxiety, uh -huh. that's, a, it's just, it's a cycle. I'm on it. You get on the hamster wheel. Well, and that's why you and I really like predictable outcomes. Yeah. And we are planners yeah. and we like to have a great consistent feedback. Absolutely. And like even when, you know, we had scheduled our podcast for last week and you sent me a message and we're like, hey, I forgot I'm going to Yellowstone. And I was like, cool, have a good time. Yeah. It was not a big deal because I, I have learned right. not so rigidly to hold on to the expectation, but recognize there's a reason for that, and I'm totally fine. Right. Well, and it wasn't about you. No, I at all. It wasn't about you. And I think that's a big thing, too, is that we make a lot of things about ourselves. Mm. And we personalize it so much. And hold on and to that. And then we hold on to it, yep. and then the letting go process is that much harder. Absolutely. It makes it such a challenge to let go of it when you feel like it was a personal attack or it was a personal thing against you or whatever it is that you feel. Well, and because I think, of something externally yes. that's happened. Again, we can't control these things. Right. So, um, I don't know if I mentioned it before, but Luna did a TED Talk, which I absolutely love. It was so um, good. My daughter did a TED Talk. <gasps> I watched it twice. <laughs> but, um, if you want to have the link, you can DM me uh, privately and I'll, I'll start to share that with you. But, um, one of the things she talks about is giving people a choice, mm -hmm. which I love. Um, it's one of the lessons that she learned, um, and if you see the TED Talk, you'll figure that out. But I have often said, when we give people a choice, what we are doing is putting the onus or the responsibility on them to make that choice. Mm -hmm. What it also does is it takes you out of the equation. Yep. When we are dealing with humans, even if those humans have a title, right? Mm -hmm. Mom, brother, sister, partner. Daughter. Whatever. Anytime that happens and you go, you get to choose how you feel, how you react, how you respond, because you're an individual, you are not doing this to me. Right. Then you get to choose how you accept that. Yeah. And when we say, okay, well, this human, insert title, did not meet my expectations because I expected them to do this based on that title, you're going to be disappointed. Every time. And what I teach clients often is if, for example, because mom things come up. Yes, people talk about their moms in therapy. Shocking. Um, <laughs> but when, and, and that's true for parents in general, yeah. is we have been unfortunately exposed to a lot of media that says parents with this title should behave in this way. Right. As adults, and certainly as teenagers... And to a degree, as children, parents fuck it up. Yeah. All of them. Up and down, left and right, all over the place. Even if they think they're doing not fucking up. Well, and In so when I, I, I work with uh, new moms uh, who are dealing with postpartum, but also perinatal depression and anxiety. Mm -hmm. And so that is the first bit of, of information I give them. Understand that you're going to fuck it up. And the most beautiful and perfect experience of having this life is going to suck. It's going to be hard. And you're going to fuck it up. And that's okay. It's actually awesome and it's how you learn. Exactly. So if you know going into it, I'm going to fail. 
Right. And not have the anxiety that I am a failure. Those are two different things. Yes. Parse those two separately. I'm going to fail and then I'm going to learn. Right. Then you're going to give yourself a lot more grace to be able to do that. And be a better parent in the end. Absolutely. And be a better parent. Now, if you keep doing the same thing over, eh, not helpful. It's not helpful. But what what I know as a mom um, is I have to own the parts that I fucked up. Mm-hmm. I have to say to my child in her face, I take accountability for the fact that I did not do that well. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to do everything in my power to not continue to fuck it up. Will I fail? Probably. And that's I mean, okay. She and I have had many a discussion where she says, you know what, lady, if you want to continue having a relationship with me, these are my expectations. And then I get to choose, because she's given me the choice. Right. Can I meet those or can I take it personally that she has given me these expectations? Right. And boundaries. Right. And I love, love that she gives me boundaries and expectations because then I know how to move forward. You know how to stay in, one, stay in your own lane. Absolutely. And two, you know how to move forward. Yes. And I get to choose. And she knows that in setting her expectations, she has given me a choice. Well, she's given you efficacy. Absolutely. To make that decision for yourself. Yep. And then I get to choose. And she knows that I will do my best to meet her expectations if I can. And sometimes I'm going to fail. Yeah. And I try to do that with everyone else in my life. Mm-hmm. It is interesting that the stakes shift and change <laughs> depending on the title. Right. So with my friends, I give them full grace to do whatever they're going to do because I know in my experience with the friends that I have chosen and people that love me and I love them, that they're going to do them, but they're also still going to show up for me. Absolutely. It's different in love partners because for whatever reason, the stakes are higher. I was talking to uh, one of my really good friends over the weekend and we were having this conversation and it was like, with our friendships, we don't get anxiety. With our friendships, we are securely attached and it is awesome. Right. With our love partners, not so much. I've had it happen in friendship. Say more words. I've had it happen in friendship because of having a friend that had, um, had, had some issues of their own. Sure. Constantly putting expectation on me, but not telling me what that expectation is. So if I didn't call them or text them that day or every single day, which was the circumstance, then they would block me, send me nasty text messages like, oh, you're too good for me. You're too busy today. And I was like, whoa, what is going on here? I don't like how that felt. Yeah. And then just those continual, 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 it made me realize, like, they have this expectation of me, and they're not communicating that expectation to me. But because of the tension that's coming out of this, I have nothing but anxiety and dread when I see a text message or a phone call from this person. And that's where it got to. Eventually, the termination of the friendship, because that individual could not, once I identified, like, what is going on here? Yeah. And And then you get to choose. Well, then I got to set boundaries. Mm -hmm. And when those boundaries went up, that was that's when the the person tum- the tumbling happened yeah. out of the friendship. Well, and and so fair. I mean, I think that I've had friendship breakups too, and and those expectations were not met, and whatever. Yeah. But oftentimes, that's not a, an experience I have with friends. With love relationships, I definitely 
default back to my insecure attachment right. <laughs> where I'm just like, I don't know. You're not my person until you're my person. And even when you're my person, I don't fucking believe that. So these are things. <laughs> um, and I have to work every day to let go of those yes. unrealistic expectations Absolutely. and set realistic expectations. And being grounded in reality is an important thing. That's another, again, we're going to say it about 200 times. That's another person. You have no control over them. Mm-hmm. You can put baseline expectations to your lover. Please don't cheat on me. Right. Unless we discuss it and we're in a polyamorous relationship. But please don't cheat on me. Yeah. Please respect me. Mm-hmm. Please be nice and kind to me. Cool. Yeah. Like baseline right there. If you just put me on the priority list. I don't have to yeah. be the top. In fact, I don't want to be the top. Yeah, that's... But I definitely want to be on the list. Mm-hmm. And if I feel that from you, cool. I am all about it. I'm so happy. I am the only one who can put me on the top. Yep. Because that's for me. To do. My to-do list is I take care of my needs first. Yeah. And then, you know, whoever I'm with and my friends and, you know, my daughter does a really good job of taking care of her own needs, but if she ever needed me, she knows that I would show up. So, I mean, those are, those are the things. And so when you set those expectations, be reasonable with them. Yeah. But also be flexible and be able to let go of that person cannot meet that need. Right. And so when, you know, going back to parents recognizing sometimes I am my daughter's mom and sometimes I'm Stella. Yeah. And if I do Stella things, she's accepting of the fact that that's a Stella thing and that's not a mom thing. Right. Because when she needs me to be her mom, here's the amazing thing about my kid. She says, mom, I need you to to do mom things. I just need comfort. Or mom, I need you to help me problem solve. Or mom, I need you to... Just listen. Yes. I just need you to listen. I don't need your input or anything. It's but I the need my, fucking nicest thing. But I need my mommy to listen to me right now. I'm never her mommy. I'm her mama. But anyway, yes. Mm-hmm. But that's the relationship and dynamic she and I have. That's awesome. I don't have that with anyone else. But my friends, I can listen and say, how do you want me to support you? Right. And then you get to say, I can I just vent? And I'm I like, just need to vent and cry. Fuck yes. Yes, <laughs> vent away. Absolutely. And here I am and can I get you some wine? You know, yes. that's a dynamic that you and I have. Yeah. You know, we've talked about our camping trips and how we've evolved in our expectations. And yeah. so if I say to you, hey, I just get to set up my tent and I'm going to take care of me right now or I'm going to sit and have a drink and, you know, whatever. We communicate that beautifully. Absolutely. And we have created this real realistic expectation that yeah. whatever I need from you, Kat... You'll let me know. Absolutely. You'll let me know. And you don't have to second guess it or wonder mm-hmm. or whatever you know. And then if you don't know, you ask a question. And then I ask you. Right. Hey, what do you need from me? What do you need from me? Right? Nothing. Oh, cool. Right. I'm going to go shit in the woods. <laughs> Take a poop. But I think those are... Those are ways to work on the concept of letting go. Yeah. It is not something you're going to be good at. And as a matter of fact, give yourself the opportunity to fail. And, and multiple times. Yeah. And, and grow every time from it. That's, that's the best outcome you can have. Well, and that creates that resilience. You know, when we talk about self-soothing, and I tell this to parents often, is that your kid needs to fail. Mm-hmm. Your kid needs to experience pain. Your kid needs to experience discomfort. Mm-hmm. 
And then what you'll notice is that they will start to be able to take care of themselves. Synthetic environments is what we call it in the schools. Say more words. So we call it a synthetic environment because I work with individuals, uh, students that have uh, disabilities, cognitive and physical. And one of the things that we talk about is we're not creating, we don't want to create a synthetic environment where we're always, we're lowered the expectation to that individual because of their disability. We're yeah. meeting them where that disability is and they're expected to grow. Yep. No, everybody doesn't get an A in the class just because they have intellectual disability. Sure. Did they turn in their homework? Did they were they there on class time? Yep. Were they doing what they needed to do in accordance to the rubric? Or are you just gonna pass them with A pluses all through their transcript through high school and then they get out and they fail because they don't have resiliency. They didn't build the skills that they yep. need, etc. So that's, don't create a synthetic environment. And I tell parents that often is that, you know, I, I, I have, and certainly we've talked about it, I have this problem where everybody gets a fucking trophy for participating. Oh, I hate it. Because it does create that synthetic it. environment. It creates the expectation it bolsters that the every ego. kid is special. And here's the thing, you're not that fucking special. In the grand scheme of what, six point something billion people on this planet you're you're not you're just not well and and i think your child can be special to you yeah totally awesome but if you do not build in failure and resiliency and self-soothing yeah. what i know to be true is that adults who have not had adverse or adults who have not had adversity when they're young do not know how to deal with adversity when they're older Absolutely not. And we because are... Because they never developed the skill. Exactly. If you never experienced it, how do you learn from it? How do you grow from it? And how do you develop those techniques? Yep. That are going to last you the rest of your life? Absolutely. And so for the parents who just don't want to hurt their kids or don't want their kids to experience pain, right. what you're doing is you're creating potential problems. Yeah, you're censoring their life. And, and, then life, they, and then they grow, and then you're like, okay, you're an adult, move out. And, and good they, luck to you, and everybody hates you, and nobody actually gives a shit. I'm actually the only one who loves you. Right. <laughs> I raised a piece of shit. No, just kidding. Well, and I... I but they I do, don't have the skills to co even cope with their failures. You know, right. they go, look at the graduation rates from college, or look at how long people stay in their first job sure. at the age of 18. Look at these things, and a lot of times when they go back to it, they're like, well, it was just harder than I thought, or, oh, I just didn't know to ask, I didn't know to ask questions. Why'd you lose the job? Well, because I didn't do this right. Why didn't you, well, did you ask how to do it before right. you did, well, I didn't know to do that. I just was expected that I would do whatever, and it would be fine. And that's Whoa. the thing, we don't have, that's not a realistic expectation. The exactly. realistic expectation is when you enter at the ground floor, which you should, you are not entitled to anything. You graduated high school, congratulations, everybody does. And if they don't, there are fucking reasons for that. Right. And if you choose to go to college, hey, guess what? You're probably going to fail. And that's okay. I have two Fs on my college transcript. Are you fucking kidding me? I got kicked out of two colleges. What? Yeah. Tell me offline about this. <laughs> well, and, and those are things, right? I had to learn over and over and over from failing to be successful. Right. The only way I know how to fucking get up is by falling. Mm -hmm. If you got a trophy for being on a soccer team and your soccer team never won any single games and you're a kid, you just realize, like, if I go and I show Even up... Even if I just show up if and I, show I don't up, do anything. If I show up, and maybe, yeah, you never played a single thing, but at the end you got a trophy, 
That's what is being taught. And then how do you, when you, then that five-year-old grows up to be a 25-year-old and gets fired from employment, how, what skills do they have to be like, wait, no, but I, I'm supposed to get a trophy. I'm supposed to still get a page. I mean, we need to help people. Absolutely. We need to help people. And so, I mean, that's, we're almost done, but that was our goal, right? To talk about having realistic expectations. Absolutely. Recognizing you're going to fail. And those two things will give you the ability to let go of the expectation of how it was supposed to be and just be accepting of how it is. And acceptance is really where it needs to be. And that's where you find your peace. Absolutely. And letting go is not an easy thing. You and I have struggled and worked really hard to be able to learn how to do that. Yeah. And I still struggle, yeah. you know, and I still work every day to be accepting of what is right now in this moment. And certainly in this moment, right where we are today, we have to recognize that nothing is within our control nope. except for the very small microcosm of our lives. And even then, there is a virus that is killing people. Yeah. Legitimately killing people. It's not a political issue. It's fucking happening. Yeah. My sister, who is a paramedic, had to transport lots and lots of sick humans, and some of them died. I am grateful that she's fine, mm -hmm. but understand that this is happening, mm -hmm. and it is our responsibility to take care of ourselves. Yeah. Nobody's gonna come in and fucking rescue us. No. Your job is to take care of you and put yourself first. When you have manageable expectations of yourself, yeah. And certainly boundaries of other people. Acceptance of yourself. Recognizing they get to choose, mm -hmm. and then so do you. Yeah. That acceptance is understanding, I accept that you're choosing not to do the things that I want you to do, so then I am also choosing not to be here. Right. And that's going to be with any relationship, no matter what the title. I kind of <laughs> want to clap. Thank you for my TED Talk. Oh, it's so beautiful. <laughs> that was so powerful. You actually, you gave me chills. Okay. Thank you guys so much for listening. Please share. Please like. And please, please, please let us know what you want to hear about because we'll talk about it. Totally. We're not afraid of anything. <laughs> and obviously we'll have several parts to our sex talks. Thank you for really tuning in and listening to that. It was so much fun to do. So again, if you value and appreciate what we are doing, share this with people you care about. Share this with people who will also get value from what we talk about. We want to grow. We don't want to be, I mean, I would love to have a show, but what we want to be is effective in helping you change. Absolutely. If that's what you want to do. Awesome. Thank you so much. Have a great rest of your week.